0: Hi, welcome to Coaches on a Mission. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and I'm glad you're here because this show is all about helping you build a coaching business you're truly proud of. So if you enjoyed this show, please take 30 seconds to follow, rate, and review it. Do all of the things. Showing your support in that way really is the best way to help us because it's the thing that gets this podcast in front of more people. All right, my guest today is Sophie Payne, who mm, she just might love coaching as much as I do, but Sophie does not share my love of marketing, so she came into the episode fully committed to spending the least amount of time and effort on the marketing strategies with the highest return on investment. So Sophie helps driven people to go for the dream career they really want without letting fear overwhelm or uncertainty hold them back any longer. And she isn't interested in spending her day on social. And though that may sound like a sophisticated form of resistance, for Sophie, this decision came with a ton of intention. So the two of us, what we had to do was craft a plan so that Sophie could actually expand her business with simplicity and ease Focusing on things that felt good instead of things that really dragged her down. So here's the plan that we came up with. Step one, give yourself permission to spend your marketing time the way you want to. After all, it is your business. Step two, before you choose a marketing plan, decide how you want to feel as you promote your business. Step three, let that feeling lead the way. Identify the actions that align with the way that you want to feel and lean into those things. And finally, step four, if you decide to walk a different marketing path, you must choose consciously what you'll do instead of things like social media marketing. I had so much fun talking with Sophie during our recording, and I hope you have fun listening. With that, let's get into it. Hi, Sophie. Welcome to Coaches on a Mission.
1: Hi, Dallas. Nice to be here. Thank you.
0: Of course. So you're a member of the Hive. I want to just let's kick it off by finding out how that's been going for you. Are you what, Um, like eight-ish months in? Is that about right?
1: I believe so. I think end of April is my anniversary. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think about eight months and it's going really well. I mean, I came into it just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks and I've learned so much more. I'm still a little bit spaghetti on the wall, but there's much <laughs> less spaghetti. And also the community. You know, it's funny going into it. I didn't know that the community would be such a huge point for me. We're always looking at the curriculum and what, what are we going to get out of it? Yeah. But being in it, actually seeing what I can give has been really energizing too. So yeah. there's a lot of different ways that has been really beneficial.
0: Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I know I really do feel like everybody says that they have a great community. And we really do. (laughs) Right? You kind of have to be there to really get it. But so I always appreciate that feedback. It's a bunch of special people, you included. All right. So speaking of throwing spaghetti at the wall, that's kind of related to our topic today. Can you share with everyone what you want to get away from our time together today?
1: Yes. Well, I would like to, I mean, this includes marketing, but this includes other things, even as I create more of a curriculum behind my coaching. Mm -hmm. I want to have more fun. I want to do things that even if they're high effort, they're energizing. So it's kind of like just nice positive feedback loop. It's like putting effort but it gives me energy back to put in energy. Whereas now I feel like this energy loop is like leaking. There's some kind of leak in there yeah. and that's not really sustainable. Yeah. Or, or worth or it. Or fun. Yeah. <laughs> like go get a job somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100%.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's talk more. And it doesn't really matter if you're clear on this or not, but I'd love to just hear you describe a little bit more about the, the leakiness. Mm. or where perhaps you're feeling drained?
1: Yeah. So I think there's there's a few leaks potentially. One is that within marketing, there's several things to think about. Within my actual coaching itself, there's several things to think about. And then there's my life, and that has its own domains. So there's all these subfolders. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot for each one. <laughs> And maybe that's a leak in itself, but there just feels like a lot to stay on top of. And then that's really high level. And if I were to get much lower level, I don't feel like I want to do much on social media. I'd love to just um, do marketing that is more energizing to me Mm -hmm. and details around that we could get into or not. And then... I mean, kind of focusing on the marketing piece because I feel that's like more so what we're focused on. I think that's a big one. Feeling the pressure to be on social media, but also knowing that I don't thrive when I'm on it. And then there's some other things in the coaching subfolders there. So, yeah, anything do you think that would be good to direct?
0: Great, great. Sophie, let's just back up because you cut out a little bit. You said a sentence about coaching, maybe a coaching folder or something. I didn't catch that part. So,
1: coaching folder is like right now I'm in the middle of brain dumping what I've been doing for the last few years. And I'm actually working with a course strategist to help me along the process. And it's like really nice because I want to use that with my one-on-one. I want to use that for my course down the road. And then also with my power group that I'm starting in February. So that's great because I love coaching and transformation, yeah. not teaching the same thing over and over again. And totally. so what you the model that you do in the hive is really similar to what I would like to do long-term. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great model. It makes a ton of sense and I don't see many other career coaches doing it. So I definitely see the gaps that it yeah. in my clients. So that excites me. Even when I, I'm talking about it, I feel more excited and I'm like, I can tell. yeah, it's like, that's what I want to do. But then yeah. there's like, I have to think of the realistic marketing aspect of like, okay, when to launch and how to generate leads. Yeah. Got it. And I have to have consistency at place. I have to know my systems before I can get to that bigger dream.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I'm remembering when we first met and how I still am impressed, but how impressed at the time I was in your like love of and desire to prioritize coaching and prioritize your coaching skills like that. And as I'm looking at you as we're recording, you start talking about coaching and suddenly you're leaning in. You're smiling bigger. So what I'm hearing you say is, Life is short, time is limited. You want to make sure that the time you're spending in your business enlivens you. And you're aware that there are certain things that I'm using air quotes here, need to be done.
1: Yeah, those so, shoulds. Yeah. So how but do we, we
0: <laughs> how do we make those need to be done things as enlivening as possible?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let me just get clear. So if we walked away from this conversation with a clean and clear marketing plan for you, would that be worth your while? I'm I i, I do not want to take you in a direction you don't want that'd to go. That'd be
1: amazing. But... I think okay. that would be if I could be also almost even half excited about that marketing plan as I am about coaching, yes. <laughs> that'd be incredible.
0: Okay, great. So we're gonna aim for a fifty percent <laughs> Excitement. That's the bar we've set. Yeah. All right. Great. So when you look at the year ahead, how clear are you on the goals or the milestones that you want to reach? So in terms of, and you don't have to share numbers, but like in terms of a revenue goal or the number of clients you want to search or a program or clients you want to attract or the programs you want to roll out. Can you just paint that picture for me a little bit? Because we should Mm. back we should create your marketing plan by backing into those goals.
1: Yeah, I attended the workshop for playing my year in December. and mm-hmm. But I think I feel things have shifted for me a bit because for some reason, I don't know if this is the right or wrong thing to do for me right now. Not that there is right or wrong, but... I have a sense that I want to take a little bit more time in the next few months to do some foundational things. Although I have been doing that since September and since September, I really have been decreasing my intake and basically wasn't even taking intake November, December. And I have very few clients right now, which I actually like because I want to have like a new start. Yeah. It always kind of feels good because I've also improved my skills as a coach and it just feels good to like, okay, new people. It's fresh. And then at the same time, so but basically not clear because I want to take a little bit more time okay. off to create the brain dump course yep. for my one-on-one in my small group. I want to actually get much better at small group facilitating because I'm only going to be doing that consistently starting in mid-February. Yep. So it feels like this year, and I've told myself until this September, is almost semi retirement in the sense that, or set or part time in the sense that I want to focus on my skills. I want to make coaching more energizing for myself. And then I want to like blast off in September because I already know that during the summer, people are super busy. They're not as committed. September is when people really want to push it. And then I, I like the energy that they bring into it. Yeah. But I wouldn't be making a lot of money until September, which is fine. Because I have the savings to, like, do that. But I'm wondering, am I, like, is that wrong for me to not be making money? (laughs) I don't know. Like, I think about, like, am I just being lazy or
0: am Mm. I doubting
1: myself in some way? I just feel like I, I have some more things to do in order to coach as well as I want to. Because now that I've been doing this, I see the gaps and how if I could just work with a core strategist to get some things out there, if I could just have a little bit more experience working with groups, that could be so powerful.
0: Yeah. You know, it's possible with some people, and I don't think this is you, all right? Mm -hmm. But it's possible with some people that they can get caught into this loop that I call preparing to get ready to begin. I know.
1: That's what I'm afraid of. Right. Yeah.
0: But you seem very, okay. So number one, you know how to turn the faucet on. So if something happens in May and you realize you want to start making more money, you've never had a problem bringing in private clients. It's true. You also just mentioned that you have savings. Like this sounds to me like a very aligned and intentional choice that you're making that's motivated by like the way you want to show up and the way you want to experience your business yeah. rather than this like <sighs> like I gotta gotta get the clients and gotta make the money and there's nothing wrong with that we've all been in phases where yeah. th- that's just true and we're going all in so knowing you it sure doesn't sound like this is not a thought through decision or this is you hiding in some way but I do yeah. want to ask. What can you put in place so that September really is go time for you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I I think for that, it's really that brain dump. and So with the course strategist, she's a learning and development specialist. So we're already working on a course together. And it's not just about like the content. It's about delivering it in a way that makes sense. And like she knows all of that stuff. So I want to work through that and have that ready to go, at least to be tested in September. Because yep. I know that it takes live launches. I don't know how many years, but it takes a while until you're like really set, like this is the curriculum. So mm-hmm. I, but I guess I have something to work with. What would be really good is, I think that's like the main thing. I think that's yeah. the main thing. Having my systems in place internally in my business and then outward facing, having a really good organized system for my clients. I think that's really it. And I've been doing that, but also having my one-on-one and I'm just, it's really hard to go between the two thinking really big picture and how I can serve people, but then serving people how I currently am. Mm-hmm. I really just want to like, cause I know in ways in which I can make it more efficient. So it's hard to keep doing it the inefficient way.
0: Yeah. Totally. I just want to
1: like do it already. Yep. So if that means taking a break, I really think I can make up the income later.
0: It sounds like it. I'm in agreement with you. I really am. So what I heard you say when I asked what needs to be in place so that September you're going instead of preparing, Mm -hmm. and you have accountability already set with, because you're working with this course strategist. So that is happening. So the deadline or the milestone rather is you're going to have this course, but this curriculum laid out, and that is the template that you use for how you work with your power groups, your private clients, and also a scaled offer. So you sound very clear. The next question I want to ask then is, what, if any, marketing needs to happen between now and September? So that when you are ready to hit the go button, you have the conversations and the connections and the community in place to make make the course launch as big as you want it to be.
1: Yeah. So my plan right now is I have a SEO consultant manager managing the SEO for my website. And because mm-hmm. I've had hundreds of intro calls, between intro calls, discovery calls, sessions. I have so, and then not only the experience of working with people, but I actually have the written, I have spreadsheets of data. Yeah. And that is what I'm using when it comes to the keywords and like outward facing marketing language Mm -hmm. versus Mm -hmm. what, you know, we have to have that kind of almost dual life where we we speak to others as meeting where they are, even though what they really need is other words. Completely. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I have such a good, great resource in that. Of course, all the responses are anonymous and not available to anything, but I have the answers that yeah. are non-confidential. They'll have confidential information in them. So I'm really clear on like SEO and that being successful for me as far as the technicality. I'm hiring someone to do that. So there's that. That's also how I get most of my leads. I get most of my, depending on the time of year, I work with another coach that sends me referrals. Mm-hmm. And so her, the way she gets so many referrals, hundreds a month, is through SEO. Great. And so I'm trying to rank actually in the Canada. I'm going to try and rank in a U.S. city. I'm originally from the U.S. anyway. Yeah. Did you have a question? Sorry.
0: Got it. Okay. So. The question was, like, what marketing needs to be in place in order for September to be successful? Yeah, I got
1: in the deeds, in the weeds there. No, that's okay. So SEO
0: is one of them. And you've got an expert that you're helping. You're modeling another successful coach in your industry who has proven the power of SEO. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. I already have a really great website, but a website is never ending. So we'll see where that goes. (laughs) Um, And then... Oh, what was the third thing I was doing? Oh, consistency email marketing. So I want to really invest in email marketing. I love how you can do A-B testing. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not relying on an algorithm. It's like mm, just so much more within my control, I feel like. I don't know much about email marketing. I might consider hiring someone initially just to kind of teach me the ropes. I just feel there's so much more when it comes to data analysis yep. that I could do. It's really SEO Email marketing, referral marketing sometimes, and then those referrals that I pay for. So the referrals I get from other coaches, primarily from one, but sometimes from others. There's a referral fee, which is fine. It, it works out fine for me. It's usually not that much. It's between sometimes between ten and fifteen percent. So sometimes there's a hard cap depending on the coach. So I say, I say that's it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm forgetting, but those are the major ones. Okay.
0: So. How effective have those things been up until now to build your list? Because if what we're doing is designing this curriculum that can be turned into a course, Mm -hmm. your list matters so much more than if you're just filling private clients. And especially if what you want to do is email marketing, we need people to market to who have subscribed, right? So how well has the SEO? And again, I get that it's in development, but Mm -hmm. talk to me about what do I want to ask you? How well do you feel these things set you up to build the kind of list you're going to want to have in yep. September?
1: So, for email marketing, I have developed some lead magnets, and then that's kind of the main way to build an email list. I think mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, I'm to mm-hmm. so do this. So far, my email list—I can't remember the exact number—but I'm happy with it. I think I've only started collecting emails since like what was it this last summer or something and yeah. it's over 300 so and I have been really passive with it yeah. That's with no lead magnets
0: Hi folks, it's Dallas just dropping in quickly to invite you to a free workshop I'm hosting called the Ripple Effect System. This class is for values-driven coaches who want to just quiet the noise thrown at you every day and instead follow a simple, straightforward path to sign more clients, become much more visible, and scale in a reliable way. So you can grab your spot now at dallastraverstraining.com. Now, during the workshop, here's what you'll learn. We'll start with a three-part plan to help you get clients whenever you need them so that you can stop worrying about cash flow and actually pay yourself consistently. From there, I'll outline a clear roadmap to help you be more visible so that you can build an email list and a social following of dreamy dream clients instead of friends and relatives who, yeah, want to support you but won't ever actually hire you. Then I'll teach you the overwhelm eraser so that you can stop throwing spaghetti at the wall, hoping something will stick, only to burn out, and then take a break that ends up lasting way too long, right? Then finally, you'll start over from scratch when you do get back on the marketing train. We're gonna get rid of that. We will wrap things up, and my intention is to help you have complete clarity about what exactly it means to scale your business. Now, I get that scaling is a big buzzword these days, but I am not into the hype. Instead, you're going to learn how to grow without feeling hampered. So plus, I'm even going to give you a sneak peek inside the hive and invite you to join us if you feel inspired to apply so the Ripple Effect System Workshop is right around the corner, and I really hope to see you there. You can grab your free spot now at dallastraverstraining.com. See you there. I would love to layer this in. I want to first say, if you don't want to have a life on social media, don't have a life on social media. Now, the thing that's great about social, and I'm not trying to convince you, I'm not you. I'm, I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> You've probably even heard me share this analogy before in The Hive. But for our listeners, the thing that's great about social is it's sort of like launching a kiosk in a mall, Mm. (laughs) right? So if I'm selling earrings, am I going to sell more earrings by like setting up a little stand outside of my driveway on my street and hoping people come by? Or should I go and set up my stand in a environment where people literally drive there, park their car, and walk inside because they want to shop. Mm -hmm. So social, it's kind of like the mall of America, right? This is such a weird analogy. And if you have an account and you're using social media marketing, you've got your kiosk and traffic is coming to you, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're not going to do that, that's great. But then we have to just identify what's it going to be instead. I love that you're doing SEO. I love that referral marketing has been working for you and I just want to propose because I know you value human connection. So this could actually be enlivening for you, but I want to propose that you aim for, I don't know, one or two lead magnet swaps a month.
1: Oh, lead magnet swaps. Interesting. Yeah. I have been making conversations with people about that, but I haven't pulled the trigger yet.
0: So I'm going to just kind of loop our listeners in as well, but if I had to pick one list building strategy, especially when I stack up the effort against the payoff that I feel is most impactful, there is no comparison. Lead magnet swaps by far are the most effective free list building strategy. And then you also get this added benefit of collaboration and building relationships So what a lead magnet swap looks like essentially is finding folks who share your audience. And maybe we can brainstorm about what that might look like a little bit, right? Finding folks who share your audience, who understand internet marketing enough (laughs) that they have a lead magnet, right? And they have an email list. Uh And then you just coordinate a lead magnet swap. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe I go to your, you have a great lead magnet right now too. It's so good. The video you put so much.
1: thing. I, yeah. I put so wow. much work into it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I might see your video thing and say, hey, I think this lead magnet is really valuable. Right. I'm also a career coach. I tend to work with people who are ready to transition to a new career instead of just like upgrading their, yeah. like, their career path. So it yeah. sounds like we've got some synchronicity here. I would like to share your lead magnet with my audience. How do you feel about sharing my lead magnet with yours? Yeah, And it's just so effortless because then I give you marketing materials to send to your list. You give me marketing materials to send to my list. Everybody on our list get the chance to opt in if they choose to a free valuable resource. It's just a win all around. Yeah. So, When you hear me very excitedly trying to sell you on the idea of lead magnet swaps, like check in with yourself. How is your energy around that?
1: Actually, I'm just going to tell you, I automatically feel like so much more energy and my heart actually feels like excited or like buzzy. Awesome. Because the thing is about that, I would think is that I want to do is I want to connect to people, not just like social media feels like blah. I love connection. And like, like I actually have already last year started creating a referral network of career coaches. And I'm thinking of actually building on that and having a monthly call of career coaches. That's like very open ended and it's loosely facilitated by me. So I really love that. Um, I just wasn't thinking of doing that. So I think This really lights me up and it's what I want to do. I love relationship building and actual connection, which social media doesn't feel like to me. I know it does for others. For me, for whatever reason, I feel very susceptible to all the downsides and not a lot of the (laughs) upsides.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. Great. And, you know, there could be a world in the future where, because I think one of your natural skills is connection, right? Where... This network of career coaches you're building, like that could in and of itself be a a membership that you charge for. I know, yeah. Right? And again, that's that's at least after September, right? Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to plant that seed. So if we looked at your marketing plan, it would be SEO. You've got someone who's handling it. Mm -hmm. It would be email marketing. You're really excited about learning more and more about what the data means and how to Mm fine-tune that. You have referral marketing in place and then committing to one or two lead magnet swaps a month to help Mm. to build that list and have more people to nurture in this way that excites you, which is through email marketing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it uh, is really, really felt that like right away when we start talking about the lead magnet in lieu of the social media, because I was feeling a bit stuck, like, oh, I guess I have to do it. But yeah. Not really. If I had, if I was hiring someone to like do it with me, I think I could. But then there's just like too many people to hire at that point. Yeah. So
0: there's so much I can do. Yeah. Well, and I just want to acknowledge you because you have this really clear and strong value of, I'm going to say joy, right? Like you want to enjoy your business. So give yourself permission to do that. There is not Ooh. one road to a successful coaching business and accept intentionality. Yeah. Right? So I do want to propose something, and now I'm going to sound like I just have not been listening to you at all. (laughs) (laughs) So I hear you loud and clear. You're not interested in social media marketing. I also heard you say that you're going to be putting a lot of effort into email marketing. I want to encourage you, and maybe you just – even delegate this to a VA or something, but that email content that you're publishing, you should at least publish it on LinkedIn. Mm,
1: That's where your audience hangs
0: out, right? So you don't have to do anything else, but I just am imagining myself. If I was looking for a career coach, I would probably look you up on LinkedIn. Mm
1: -hmm. And if you
0: have valuable content that you're putting out consistently, I'm going to trust you more than than if I can't find you on LinkedIn or if you haven't posted on there since 2018.
1: So here's the funny thing, yeah. Alice, and we don't have to talk about this in depth, but I don't know if LinkedIn is my social media because my as a career coach, my spectrum is really people who don't like what they're doing. So they're usually not on LinkedIn. Well, of my clients are not there because they're like- They don't oh, want don't their like boss this.
0: to see that they're shopping around or-
1: No, not, not <laughs> even that. Okay, when someone doesn't like their job as a teacher, as a project manager, as a software developer. Mm-hmm. They're not on LinkedIn because they're always trying to avoid their own work. They just Fascinating. do they just go to work, they and then they try to go home and forget about it. The last thing they want to do is get on LinkedIn and network within their field. Um, right. So like it's possible. Like I I could see like yeah, people are coming, but that's more for like career advancement. Which is like, yep. I, do, I do some career advancement and negotiation and interview prep, but my heart is in like getting people clear on what they want to do. So those two pieces, negotiation, interview prep, are really just tools that I use for people who once they get clear what they want to do.
0: That so makes I, so much sense to me.
1: So Instagram might be it because most people that find me, they don't really know what career coaching is. Yeah. Or that they just kind of Googled like career guidance. Yeah. Vancouver. <laughs> um, and then right. they found me.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My thinking around LinkedIn was faulty because I just really thought, well, okay, if they're looking to make a career move, LinkedIn is the place that they're doing that. But everything you just said to me makes so much sense.
1: Mm, I'm pretty sure there's exceptions and maybe other career coaches have had different experiences than me because I haven't really used LinkedIn as much uh-huh. as I could. Again, yeah. because it just feels like another thing on the bur- on the burner. Funny enough, like I teach my clients how to use LinkedIn, right? But <laughs> I don't have time to really utilize it, and I don't know yeah. if the reward is really there because yeah. I'm just thinking about my clients, Dallas. When that's majority of my clients either don't have a LinkedIn or yeah. it's so old. So yeah. the fact that the clients that I'm getting don't use it makes me think that why would other clients that wh- I have totally. a model, I have the ideal client. I already know what they do over and over again.
0: Yeah. And you have data to back that up. So again,
1: this is not resistance.
0: Maybe a little. Like, you're clear you don't like social, right? But I don't even think that's – we can't label that resistance. That's just your preference. Yeah. So you have data to back this up. So look at you just getting off the hook. I thought I was going to squeeze a little LinkedIn in there for you, but you did it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll think about it there's always those two those two pieces the interview yeah. prep and negotiations which I'm particularly passionate about negotiations though because yeah. many people don't negotiate for what I feel they deserve and mm. will make their life better mm-hmm. so that's something that I could do
0: yeah well or not Yeah. Right, or not. So what I really hear you saying is, and you've got data to back this up, when you look at the leads who have come in, when you look at the clients who have hired you, they have found you either through referral marketing or a Mm -hmm. Google search. Yeah. So what we just did was identify four marketing strategies that just amplify the things that are already working for you. Mm. And it sounds like all four of those things excite you, which was our goal today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the four are yeah. <laughs> I have the lead magnet. Is-
0: lead magnet yeah. swaps.
1: Yeah. We're yeah. talking about email marketing, SEO, and, what- and then and referral, referral marketing.
0: Referral marketing. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I also feel like within referral for- marketing, there's referrals from my clients. There was for- referrals from other coaches. And it also involves like a lot of relationship building, which really yeah. gets me going.
0: Yeah, that sounds outstanding. Great. Well, this seems very intentional. It seems very clean, and it sounds like it fits into your priorities because it's not going to be too much of a heavy lift. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Feeling like also validated in that I have these four ways, and it's okay, and that I'm not hiding from something. Mm -hmm. I'm always a little. As a coach, I'm sure you do these, the listeners probably do this too, where they're like a little, they're self-analyzing themselves, psychoanalyzing analyzing themselves. Like, am I doing this for the right reason? Am I just like that client who has a huge (laughs) blind spot and they're afraid or they're hiding? And so it's Mm -hmm. nice to hear that that's not here for me, most likely.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, but I feel like something as coaches we have to be careful of if we can, we will find problems that don't actually need solving because we love to like dig in and explore and grow and improve. And mm. I don't know, the season I'm in in my life right now is, you know what? there are no problems.
1: <laughs> mm. like, actually I've, I feel that, Dallas. Yeah. I've grown
0: enough for now. That's really how I'm feeling. And not to say I won't go into another season where I'm digging deep, but like maybe not everything has to be the uncovering of some sort of flaw. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious what you think about that.
1: Oh yeah. I think that I have expansive, I call these periods expansive, like learn, learn, learn. And then I have to like come back and have my reflective time. Yeah. It's just like this Thing that happens for me too right now I feel a little bit of both I guess they're not mutually exclusive because I I don't feel like anything's wrong or I have any problems mm-hmm. per se yeah I just want to feel like joyful with where I am that's a big important value to me yeah and I, I, it sounds like maybe similarly for you
0: yeah oh for sure for sure like I need to my big motivation at this season in my business is impact. Like I don't I know how to make money mm-hmm. right like I know I love marketing so I know how to do that like all of these skills that I've wanted to develop or goals that I've had in the past. It's all fine and great but now the thing that lights me up is is impact. So that's actually how we're measuring success this year in our business. Mm-hmm. And what that looks like, you'll like this because you love data but really, Going deeper in how we measure every Hive member's success. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like once you're in the program, that's when our work really begins, mm-hmm. which I think for a lot of people, that's a shift really the in the online space. It's all about lead gen. And for me, I want to like help everybody really run through the tape. And that's the thing that lights me up. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I see that. I see that's how you show up for the yeah.
0: Hive. Huh. Thank you. All right. So our goal in this conversation was to come up with an energizing, clean marketing plan that you felt was sustainable and that we agreed was created for the right reasons rather than some other sort of version of hiding. I feel like we've accomplished that. I just want to check in and see how you're feeling. Great.
1: I do. I can't believe we did it. This is great. Good. I love experience. I really love experiencing your your coaching to Dallas. Like I feel that what's interesting. Can I share a little of yeah. my personal opinion? Sure. Uh, it's so interesting because there's a lot of coaches out there who have huge communities and they're really good at marketing, but sometimes they're way better at marketing than coaching. But I feel like with you and what you've done with the hive, it's like totally level. Oh, like your coaching you. is as good as your marketing. And that's like super, I think that's super hard to find, honestly. Oh,
0: thank you. Thank you. I love coaching. So yeah. I'm a, like I'm a nerd for it. So
1: yeah,
0: just like you, we're I like coach, coach nerds. Coach nerds. <laughs> All right. So I'm just thinking about what I most want our listeners to take away from this conversation. Mm. And I think it's this, it's okay to choose your own path for your business. And now the opportunity is to make choices that are values aligned and emotion aligned, like the choices that are aligned with the way you want to experience your business rather than aligned with what you're afraid of. So if you take nothing else from today's recording, take that. It's okay to say no to the things that you think everyone else is doing because that's the only way to do it. That's just not the case today. So I'm so glad you brought this forward because we haven't really had a conversation like this on the podcast before. And I think it's an Mm. important one to have.
1: Cool. I feel more than over the moon that we had this this session. It really feels like a meaty coaching session and I have some really concrete things to walk away with and more confidence in what I'm doing. So thank you so much, Dallas.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you everyone for tuning in. We will see you back here next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review, do all of the things to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you wanna take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor and every week I turn our episode into a week long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So